Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffee Cast. I'm your host, Nathan, and... Well, in the past, I reviewed... Uh, uh, the remake of It. So... I mean, at the Industry Horror Store, we have a standee of Pennywise himself, so... Might as well review... You know, I should review It Chapter 2, which, by the way, uh, this is a fun fact for everybody. This is the first horror movie that I've ever seen in a movie theater. I have never seen a horror movie in a the movie theater since. This, this was the first time. And what made this a better experience, I got to see it with my boss, and I got to see it with my uh, boss's friend, uh, Bob, as well. So it made a whole entire interesting, interesting, fun experience of watching, watching It Chapter 2. The movie wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. But there were some disturbing moments. Especially, uh, by the way, there will be some spoilers ahead, so spoiler, spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil some parts in this movie. So, spoilers ahead. Especially Pennywise in a funhouse. And Bill has to watch Pennywise devour a child right in front of him. Bill Hader as adult Richie is memorable. Just a warning, there are some flashing lights in this movie, so if you have epilepsy, I suggest not watching this movie, or wait till it comes on streaming service and, and pause and unpause the movie. This movie is around three hours long. A suggestion? Uh, it, first off, if this movie is still in theaters, or it's at your dollar theater, uh, see the movie early, that way you're not thrown off at night time. To be honest, originally I was going to say this was going to be four red balloons out of five but what watching some of the like as in rethinking and rewatching the whole entire movie from my head and realizing that it's not really four out of five red balloons anymore it's going to be at least two and a half or even three red balloons out of out of five for me. The special effects are great. I, I just wish they cut down the movie to at least two hours and not nearly three hours. There's a cameo by some of the people from the It main series, Stephen King and Easter Egg of a Turtle. And I kept on thinking that James McAvoy was Edward Norton because he looks similar to him. 
Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise, creepy and funny. Oh, and the Kevin Bully was terrifying. It was my... I was surprised I wasn't as scared as I thought it would be. The scariest part for me was the Red Balloon revealing a zombie crawling the hand knife to Kevin. The creepiest moment, the old lady saying, You know what they say about Terry. Even the people that are dead aren't really... Creepy. Another prophetic scary scene, a little girl chases a firefly under the baseball stands and Pennywise grabs the firefly and, and what goes down is scary. Pennywise's final form is scarier than that It miniseries. Final form. I like the way how they psychologically uh, defeat it and even the twist of a ritual. Could a movie could the movie have been a lot better? Well Yeah, I, I think it would have been a lot better if it was two hours or at least cut at least thirty minutes in the way that come to think of it, they ironically bully Pennywise into some into submission. I don't know, but there were it's one of those type of mixed movies. You're like, okay, so is this is this supposed to be horror or or is or is, it, or is this mixed up horror comedy or you're just trying to think of what this movie is for. You you know it's for fans of it, but it it didn't really feel that it was fans for it. Though they do, as I said before, give some Easter eggs from the It miniseries and and the book It. But otherwise, some of the moments that were supposed to be scary ended up being funny to some people. Uh... It's one of those. If, if if you're gonna go scary, go go all in, go all in scary. If you're gonna have a little bit of comedy, then then go all in the comedy with a little bit of horror. You know, have the horror, have the have the comedy effect of okay, there are adults now, and you could have it. Pennywise going. Oh, you would like that, Georgie, wouldn't you? You would like that, Georgie. Come on, Georgie. Would you like to play? And then have it be, nope, no effect. Or if he says any of the other... I'm sorry, I don't really know the kids' names, to be honest. The kids that eventually became adults. And of course, they had this running joke of, Man, you know how to make a great introduction. And a great middle. But you just can't quite get the ending. Over and over and over again. We get it. We have 
the main we have the one of the main characters being a writer for movies and he can't quite get the ending. Oh, sound familiar? Ooh. Might as well put a nail on the head and then and instead of hammering in, let let's screw it in. Let's let's get the drill and and drill it into your head. That way you get it. It was not subtle. I meant drill, not not screw. Drill, drill it in. Bill Hader did a great job in this movie. I don't think I would have been able to tolerate a little whole entire movie without. And then one of the characters, they, they you know, if you watched. Uh, he's a he's a kid, and you know he's he's a he's a little bit husky as a kid. But then when you see uh, when he is an adult, it's like what? This is Ben. This is Ben. Okay. Uh, what are you gonna make a midquel to to how he became from husky to? Might give, might give Archie Bunker from Riverdale's abs run for, abs run away, and of course near the end we have one of the characters die. Wait, what? What did the characters die? Oh, okay. And then they have it be turned out that one of the, that one of the characters was gay for another character. Did I accidentally walk into someone's fan fiction for, with a Stephen King obsession? Because that's what I felt uh, looking back. And... I... And of course, near the end, like, oh, yeah, that one character that offed itself and gave a letter to everybody. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It's just a letter, and it's like, okay, we're done. That's it. So, I have no idea how you could write, write better, write better for this film. I, I mean, it's it. I think I think the problem was a lot people had high expectations cuz how well the remake of it was. The problem is some is you had to have them become adults number 1, number 2 trying trying to figure out okay, what do you think these kids would end up growing up to? Does this make any sense at all? And what convinces them to return back to Derry? 
what how to resolve this I mean it's not easy it's not easy to not an easy task to try to adapt from a book and try to find a way to make it any sense, especially with the same book that had some, uh, some scenes that I'm really glad were not added from the, from the book, because uh, I would have felt very uncomfortable with some of the... Uh, some of the stuff from the book was added into the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Just trust me. If, if you have read it, uh, there are some stuff that just, you're just, what? That's all I have to say about that. I haven't read the book. I watched a little bit, uh, as I said, if you're gonna go for horror, go all in for the horror element, with a little bit of comedy. If you wanna make it funny, go all in on the comedy, and, and maybe have the horror element be, the, the clown thinks it's scary. The clown thinks it's scary, but the but the adults don't think he's scary. So that could be the comedy element, and the, the clown is oblivious. Uh, Pennywise is oblivious. He he thinks he's really scaring everybody, and make it from his point or make it from his point of view. He thinks he's scary, and really, what he sees is not what we're, we're, we're seeing it from his point of view. And these adults don't even take them seriously. As a matter of fact, you could do it that way. Or, what they could do is have... At least you will get a reaction. If you get a reaction from the audience, you know you're doing... A, if you get a positive reaction... From a scene you're doing... And you have them think... You're doing a great job as a writer. If you're, if you don't even have them react at all, that's when you know you have to worry as a writer. If you're, if you ever write and you don't have any reaction to what you have written down, then you will not get a reaction from the audience. You will not get. You will not get a reaction. If you are able to react of what you have written down, or you go, oh my gosh, the character did this, the character did that, and it turns out this character is... That's when you know that you have a reaction from the audience. And most importantly, try to cut it down from three hours to two, maybe even an hour and a half, if that's possible as well. I have a feeling that somehow we're going to see... We're going to end up seeing uh, a prequel to how Pennywise became Pennywise. 
I just have a feeling. If, if they're going to do that, uh, that should be interesting. But if they're not going to make any more uh, uh, It movies, then trust me, they're, they're going to find a way to make it as... I can see a Penny, an It prequel, and it's just called Pennywise, and everybody will know it's Pennywise the Clown. So, the question would be, will we get on why he started uh, going after the children in Derry, or will we have it that he was on his planet and he traveled to the Earth? Personally, I think the best way for a Pennywise sequel is to have it take place at the circus. I know that sounds cliched and too on the nose, but it would make sense of showing an introduction with uh, It Chapter 2 with that scene with the, with the old lady and showing those old pictures. It would make sense and it would keep in continuity. Thereby, having the prequel be about when Pennywise was little and learning about the circus. What made him want to become a clown? And then we later eventually find out that he's a, he's a creature from a creature that devours uh, younglings. What drove him to that? What made him want to be a clown? And what led to him? And why? To the conclusion of... Of Pennywise being Pennywise of today. And that will do it. Uh, thank you, everybody, to all you industry horror hearers out there, as I am Nathan, telling you to add a little bit of horror into your life. If you're fans of the book or the miniseries, then go ahead and watch it. But otherwise, if you're not, if you're not the biggest fan of Stephen King or you didn't really enjoy the It miniseries. Or if you're wondering, hey, where should I... I recommend you watch the It miniseries first. And then watch the remake of It. But It Chapter 2... I would have to say no. I... If you're not a fan of the book... Most likely, obviously... I mean, then you're not going to be a fan of the It miniseries, but do watch the It miniseries because Tim Curry does a great job. Just that performance alone, just for that, Tim Curry. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I do appreciate it. If you enjoy listening to this episode, there are 20 other... Oh, there are now 21... <laughs> Other episodes that you can listen to. 
on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this and say, hey, I have an interesting story with entertainment, horror, or even autism, uh, please contact industryhorrorcoffincast at gmail.com and I would be happy to have you as a guest on the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. This is brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror is a 501c3 nonprofit that helps employ autistic adults and people with special needs in the trade of silkscreen printing, making buttons, making stickers, and at the store of organizing, cashiering, and even inventory. No matter how small or how, how large your business is, we would be happy to help you out with your silkscreen printing needs. And also, if you feel that your logo needs an update, we also do that as well. We'll be happy to help you update your logo. You can shop online, industryhorror.com, and stop off at the store if you're around the Venture County area. 518 East Main Street in downtown Ventura, near the Buffalo Exchange Store. If you want to contact us, you can go industryhorror at gmail.com or industryhorror.com. Screen printing with a conscience. Thank you everybody for listening. You have a great rest of your day. Hello, welcome to Clutch Collapse Consoling with Crandall Carey. How can I help you? Yes, this is Squash Polo. I just want to say that if the San Francisco 49ers found a way to win the big game 54, that I think, as a service for Kyle Shanahan, since he couldn't win with the Atlanta Falcons, to do the decency, to at least give... One of those big game 54 reigns to the Atlanta Falcons organization for letting him to be slipped on by, letting him be able to be the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Because without them letting him go and looking for a different team, he might have never won it. But that would be if he ever wins the big game. All right, that is a very interesting proposition, but we're not in that world, Squash Polo. We are in the world that the Kansas City Chiefs won their second big game in their franchise history. But... That is a very interesting take if the 49ers did win it all for Big Game 54. Thank you for calling, Squash Polo.